1: It's Jesus Labor of Love Weekend here at the Christian Car Guys Show. Free car repair labor for single moms and widows across the country as needed. And what a topic we have that fits perfectly with that today. The topic and what we'd love for you to call in today is when did you start out to help someone? And you were the one that got helped. (laughs) Think about that a minute. One of the phenomenons I have found with Jesus' labor of love is that the guys who give the free labor, or in some cases way more than just that, guess who comes back to me all pumped out up and out, (laughs) all pumped up about what God has done in their lives? Time and time again, it's the guys or gals who were the givers. So what I would love for you to do to call in this morning is when has this happened to you? The number to call in, eight six six. Three four eight seven eight eight four. It doesn't have to be car related necessarily. Just any time you started out to bless someone else, and you got the bigger blessing. Here's a perfect example that I just pull out of my own repertoire of things that the Lord's done in my life years and years ago. Really, more than a decade ago, I had a friend asked me if I could do a devotional at a assisted living center that was right behind the dealership in Moxville where I was working. And the Lord blessed me be able to do that. But the man who asked me to do it, he gave me some advice. He said, now, Robbie, if you're going to do something, a devotional or whatever, those folks love it when you can give them something, if you can put something in their hands, something in writing that they can refer back to. Well, that started out me looking for cute little stories, humorous sayings, things like that, Every week that I could share, and I could hand out a paper that had that humorous story, or whatever on it, and every week I was in search of that story. Well, I became known at the <laughs> at the nursing home as the man with the papers, the man with the papers. And and over the period of time, I, the stuff got funnier and funnier. And 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 quite honestly, I, I it blessed me every week. Just you know how life kind of bears down on you. Well, it's my part of the week where I can just laugh and laugh because the Lord provides me with all these stories. And the more I would give away, the more he would give give me. Well, today, interestingly, I share all those on a website called Robbie's Hobbies, another radio show I do. It's called Robbie's Third Grade Humor Resource, where I have pages and pages of all this stuff I've amassed over the years. I printed it all there so people could go copy it, rip it off, whatever. But I'm telling you, I started out to hopefully bless these folks. But they bless me in so many more ways than just the humorous stories. But these these folks pray for me. They share my life. We've been together for years and years and years. And, and, and it's amazing how the Lord has blessed me as I prepare for this every week. I'm the one who gets the blessing. So there's the question for you today as you're sitting out there. How did that happen in your life? You started out, you thought to help somebody else, but at the end, it was you that got the help. Come on now, you could bless somebody with your story. We need to hear it. 866-34-TRUTH. 866-348-7884. Which, by the way, we've got the Robbie's Hobbies resource right there at the bottom of the post today at the Christian Car Guys. So if you see that little Robbie's Hobbies logo, you can get that information. But we need you to call today. And we also, we have some folks lined up to help us with this. This morning, we have Clay Cox. He's one of the operators, actually, that does the... Jesus Labor Love program here in the Advance area of North Carolina. Welcome, Clay. Good morning, Robbie. It's so good to have you on. And, and your story doesn't necessarily have to do with the, the labor love, but God blessed you as you set out to help some other people do, didn't he?
2: He did. Um, I have one woman that uh, has been to me a couple of times, and just the, the blessing that I get seeing her face, her telling me she appreciates it so much. You know, it just it's a blessing to me.
1: And Clay's got another story he's going to share with you a little later in the show. An amazing, as as God kind of went after him and how, how that all worked out, you're going to want to hear that. Then, again, one of our favorites here on the Christian Car Guys show, we call him our very own recovering bozo. Dr. Sonny Fox is with us to help us out with this today. Welcome, Dr. Sonny. Dr. Sonny, are you still with us?
0: I am there. I'm here.
1: (laughs) Well, you know, I gave you your usual introduction. I know you appreciate that. Yes. In San Diego, California this morning, Dr. Sonny, we, we need some volunteers, and you're here to help us out.
0: Well, volunteering is, I mean, is basically, you know, what Christians do. We have to remember that love is a verb. It's not a noun. It's action. Love is a verb. And so we have a lot of, uh, talking about Robbie's program this morning, Labor of Love, we have a lot of widows, uh, a lot of uh, single, moms. single moms all over the country that uh, certainly could use the help. We're in a pretty tough time economically. Uh, the job market is tough. And whatever they can do to get a car fixed, to get to work, uh, to take the children to daycare, uh, the uh, anything in that area that you can do um, would be helpful. Now, some of you, I mean, I'm 64. Some of you, you you get the 60, 62, and you say, oh, we made it, woo! Now I can get my spiritual RV out here, or get my spiritual hammock, get the old Social Security coming in, go to church once a week, and you know, I that's where I am, and I'm just, you know, that's what I'm going to do. Well, God did not save you and give you all this talent and love that he gave you for you just to sit in some spiritual hammock. And these, these young folks uh, really do need you, and it's, it's biblical. Paul talks about it with the Galatians, talking about every opportunity you have to do good, do good, especially to the believers. And uh, it's all throughout the, the New Testament. Love ain't love till you give it away. I've talked to a lot of people, and they'll say, oh, study! I've got all this love. I'm just full of love. And I tell them, yeah, you're full of it, all right. Let's get some <laughs> of that love out of there, and let's get it out here. And so really what the program is about today, at least my piece of it, is to try to get you to help volunteer on these things. Right. Because it's a national program, and Robbie can't run it all from the mountaintop there in Winston-Salem. and. Those of you who are looking for a purpose in life, looking for a purpose in life, you've you've finished your working life.
1: Well, Dr. Sonny, we're gonna to get to that, but what okay. Dr. Sonny's talking about is that as we've unloaded un, you know, unraveled this program throughout the country, free labor for single moms and widows, we had have had one volunteer, Vic Hill, who we'll hear from in the new, in the next segment. But what's happened is we've just become totally overwhelmed. Vic became a little bit ill, was in the hospital, we have all these single moms and widows that need the repair, we need somebody to call on the references. We need somebody to call to make appointments. We need somebody to call other repair outlets to see if, you know, somebody else might volunteer. There's all sorts of needs. Some of them, you know, take a little chutzpah, and other ones just, you know, you just got to make phone calls to people that are going to be expecting the phone call. And so we provided a way today for people who wanted to volunteer and help out with this program. Guess what? You could join us. You could join our team so to speak, of trying to help these single moms and widows, which, again, is extremely biblical. All you have to do is go to com. That's com. And if you look at that, it says, We Need Volunteers. You click on that button that says, We Need Volunteers, and there'll be a form that comes up. You give us your phone number, a few little pieces of information. We'll contact you, and we'll help get this thing organized. That's what Dr. Sonny is here to talk about this morning, but also since it's the first Saturday of the month, we got our good friend, our Christian insurance guy, Bill Mixon, with us. Bill, what have you got for us today?
3: Last week, a friend called. His brother-in-law is a long-haul trucker. He had left a week before and had not been heard from for a number of days. His son and the owner of the truck took off to find him. Do you have all your affairs in order? Does your family know where all your important papers are? Does your family know how much life insurance you carry who you got it from, and where the policy is. I thought we'd discuss what happens in those difficult situations when you leave one of these widows. There you go.
1: And then in our appraisal by the Real Black book coming up at the end of the show, that's where we search the Bible for hidden treasure, cry out for discernment, lift up our voices for understanding. There's a phenomenal story in the Bible of someone who set out to bless God. And oh, did God bless him and the rest of us, for that matter, But it wasn't until I stepped out in faith to bless some other folks last Sunday before I understood the story. And we're going to share that coming up at the end of the show in Appraisal by the Real Black Book. We have a ton of Christian Car Guys show coming at you today. A lot more about Jesus' labor, love, free car repair for single moms and widows. Vic Hill, our volunteer, coming up next. Stay tuned. We need to hear from you. 866-348-7884.
4: Little GTO, you ready to get by three deuces and a four speed and a three eighty-nine Listen to her tackin' up now. Listen to
2: her white yay. Come on, and turn it on, wind it up, blow
1: it out, GTO. Oh man, last week we talked about that GTO and I had to play that this week. <laughs> I know that brings back some memories. Your list of the Christian Car Guys show this morning. We're talking the Jesus' Labor of Love program. Now, what in the world is that? Well, that was something God gave me in prayer about a year or so ago when I went to National Religious Broadcasters Convention that we could possibly provide free car repair labor for single moms and widows, originally just on the first Saturday of the month, originally just for single moms and widows, but as the year unveiled... There were all kinds of people that were in crisis, and we expanded the program not just for some other folks that may be in a crisis, but for folks on any day of the week as long as we could provide the help. So the Jesus Labor of Love program expanded to where now if you're a single mom or widow or somebody else who has a real crisis, and again, we're only talking crises no matter the situation, then they can go to ChristianCarGuy.com. There's a great big banner on the right side of the site. That says Jesus Labor Love. Now, when you click on that banner, you're going to see instructions on how you can click on a form and tell us, you know, what it is that the need is that you have. Give us some references so we can call to assure that that's a real need, and you know what kind of car you've got so we can kind of match you up with the service centers that we have available. Now, the way we've organized that because I have very quickly got overwhelmed by myself trying to do this. In the early stages, I went to a good friend of mine by the name of Vic Hill, who actually, he and I have been in the car business for a long, 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 long time together, and Vic was retired, so I thought perhaps he could help out by organizing this with me and help make some of the phone calls to clear these ladies to make sure that there was a a real need because we had some folks, uh, quite honestly, that felt like they were taken advantage of, some of the guys that did the repairs, so we found a need that we needed more of a clearing process and we found a need that we needed a better way to organize all that. So, Vic, you came into the puzzle.
5: I did, I did. And, and what I'm a, so happy about it.
1: Yeah, what a blessing it has been for us to have you, but you know in a way I you, you kind of get all the blessing, don't you?
5: I really do and I was I was I never really volunteered for any programs before like this. Uh, maybe maybe help my neighbors out and cut their grass or something like that when they were either hurt or, or uh, out of town. But that's probably the limit of it. But when this came along, uh, I'll tell you a little short story about how I was blessed. Uh, I was running real close on my cell phone bill, and I didn't know quite how I was going to handle this. So through some prayer, we got it handled because I called AT&T, And said, what do I do? What's the next level? And how much is it going to cost me? And we were really at the limit of our budget. I didn't know how I was going to pay for it. And I told her why I needed the minutes. And she said, well, how about I just give you 2,500 rollover minutes, which means I can use 2,500 extra minutes. And I was pretty stunned on that because that's never happened to me before. But you never know, you know, where the blessings are going to come from. And there's others other than that, but I just thought I'd share that with you.
1: Yeah, how cool is that? I mean, just immediately God provided a way for you to make all these phone calls, which to to help these folks who are considering, gee, should I volunteer with this? Should I go to ChristianCarGuy.com? Should I click on that form to see if they would want me to help volunteer? But really, Vic, you could use somebody, if they could just give you an hour a week to help with some of these phone calls, because can you kind of explain to our listeners some of the phone calls that you make? And these are not soliciting phone calls. You're just simply calling, references, stuff like that.
5: Right. Uh, I just check out a reference, uh, one or two, depending on the answers I get. And um, I also uh, call the mechanics and line up a schedule or introduce the uh, person that needs a repair to the mechanic shop so that they'll know. What's happening, and they can set up their own appointment on it. But it's really simple to do. Uh, it takes usually two or three phone calls and, per person, and that's about it. And everybody's happy to talk to you. There's there's no negative to it at all. Uh, they're very appreciative. Uh, I've had I even had a lady send me some cookies in the mail. <laughs> <laughs> she wouldn't leave me alone until I gave her my address. So, but anyway. Uh, all kinds of good things can happen to somebody that's doing that. I just I never realize it, and I'm I'm really
1: blessed by it. Right, and it would be so helpful, Vic, especially with your own health crisis this month, to have somebody to help you out a little bit. If they just made some of these phone calls where you could, you you could help organize it in some way, it would be an amazing load off. You know, but although you want to do it, I know, but there's a point where we can't do it anymore, and especially because. What we haven't mentioned so far on the air is that I was at the National Religious Broadcasters Convention last um, month, and there is an additional 40 stations that we may may pick up our radio show. Well, immediately, guess what? We want to bring the labor of love to all those markets. Well, we certainly couldn't do it unless we had more help, and we feel like God wants us to get that in place before we take the show there. So this is why we're asking you to go to com. consider prayerfully, could you help out? Does this take any amazing amount of car knowledge, Vic, to be able to make these phone calls? No,
5: no because the car knowledge uh, is, is possessed by the mechanics that you're going to send them to. Sometimes it's very evident. They've already checked it out and know what they need. Uh, and all you have to do is kind of line things up after you've you know checked the reference. And uh, that's just all there is to it. It's just a matter of, making at least a couple of calls, maybe three. I I usually call the reference, I call the person, and I call the mechanics. And uh, everything goes smooth. I haven't had any problems that way.
1: Yeah, and and, and it is such a blessing. If you're just tuning in wondering what in the world have I got myself into, you're listening to The Christian Car Guy Show with our volunteer Vic Hill. We have the Jesus Labor of Love program, which is free – car repair labor, not the parks, just the labor, for single moms and widows across the country through our website at christiancarguy.com. The single moms or widows, if you're wondering how they do that, they just go to christiancarguy.com, click on that form there, and there they can tell us what their need is, etc. There's also a form there today, if you would consider helping us become a member of the Christian car Guy team, so to speak, in making some of these phone calls, helping Vic out. He's He's had some health challenges. Again, that form is right on the front page of Christian Guy side. We need volunteers. We need some help. We really feel like God wants to bless this ministry, wants to make it bigger, but we've got to get organized in order for all that to happen. Now, Clay, you're sitting here with us, and, you know, you're on the other end. You're getting the calls from Vic, and can you tell us, how has it been smooth? Do you feel like we're doing our part of the job?
2: Oh, yeah. It's been very smooth, no problems whatsoever. The customers call me. We set up an appointment. And um, take care of it.
1: Yeah, and you just had a lady, was it a water pump you did this month?
2: Uh, yes, I uh, did a water pump on a um, car for the, the lady. and uh, She provided
1: the water pump. She came with her own water pump, I guess.
2: Well, actually, I bought the water pump and sold it to her at cost um, so that she didn't have to make that trip to, to do that. Oh, well, good. I'm
1: glad that worked out. And she, now she's not leaking. Nope, she's not <laughs> leaking. <laughs> the car either. That's so amazing. Oh, uh, we got to hear a little bit from Dr. Sonny because I'm sure he's probably got, well, we lost Dr. Sonny again. We're going to come back. We're going to hear about the man who took off in the truck we haven't heard back from. Bill, he's going to talk about that. We're going to hear more on the Jesus Labor Love, but we need to hear from you. Call us with your story. When did you step out to bless somebody that you got blessed? 866-348-7884. A lot more Christian Car Guy show coming up. saying that parked in my rickety old garage is a brand new shiny red not so super stock old red (laughs) it is a dodge however with now three hundred and twenty-five thousand miles and going strong you're listening to the christian car guy show where we talk every week if you'll take care of your car it'll last as long as you do and of course that song always makes my heart go pitter-pat because i think of my Brand new, not so new, shiny red, super stock, old red. What do you think, Bill?
3: <laughs> I, my, mine all has some age in them. I had a client down in Fayetteville who had a sign next to this that said, Everybody drives a used car. And ever since I saw that sign, I haven't been able to buy a new
1: one. <laughs> <laughs> well, Bill, you have us all sitting on the edge of our seat. This man, his brother took off on a long haul. And, and can you kind of unpack that for us a little bit? Tell us what happened.
3: Does your family know how much medical payments and liability insurance you carry on your insurance, especially you long-haul truckers? It's especially important when you're a driver of somebody else's rig. After the truck was located, they found the deceased brother-in-law in the cab. The owner of the vehicle was primarily concerned about the owner's situation. The family still does not know whether there was any medical payments coverage, a part of the owner's Insurance. They don't know whether the workman's comp laws apply under this particular circumstance. Those type questions would be very helpful to have worked out beforehand. Does your family know if the load that you're carrying, if it's found missing, are you responsible for that? Is your family, do they have copies of the contracts you've got with the company you work with? While you're discussing these important things, you might also want to check and see how the workman's comp works in your particular state. If you work for somebody else and you're a sole proprietor, should you be carrying workman's comp to protect your family? Do you have a little bit of life insurance? Does your family know where those papers are, who they should contact to help get that taken care of? When you're traveling on those roads, Is it easy to find your health insurance documents? If you can't tell them where they are, do you have a health care power of attorney with you? Do you have emergency numbers so that when they come to take care of you in a desperate situation, can they get hold of the people that they need to get hold of to help solve the problems you've got in those difficult times?
1: So, Bill, it sounds to me like in this particular case... Those things weren't. Yeah, this this poor man was murdered.
3: We don't know the what man you're talking to this about. Oh, you man. know this
1: poor man was found dead in the cab this of his truck. This poor man they was he, found
3: dead in the and There are lots of questions that need to be answered, and,
1: and unfortunately, nobody in the family knows. Again, we've got no names out there, Bill, so you don't have to worry about protecting anybody's identity. We know that 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 people get hurt in trucks, and so this man's found dead in the cabin, but obviously. All this information wasn't readily available, and so now these are questions that that are that people ought to consider. Well, their the
3: families in dire straits trying to come up with the money just to have the body cremated and transported back home, they don't know whether they can turn in these claims under a med pay or under a, a business policy, or if they've got to ask friends and family and church for some money to take care of the necessities. Do your loved ones know where all your important papers are? Have you sat down with your spouse and helped walk through? You know, I'm going to be cremated. That's a big deal for some families unless the family members, all the family members understand what your wishes are.
1: Yeah. So there you go. Things that you need to be considered, you know, when you're with your family um, and, and things you need to be thinking about. Um, In fact, I I know one show I do, they do a packet, when I'm gone packet, that talk about to tell your family what your faith was, leaving those kind of things behind are also critically important. What, you know, uh, they sometimes don't know for sure that, you know, gee, will he really be in heaven? Well, maybe you need to write those things down so that people don't wonder, was dad really a Christian or, or what was the situation there? So those are all things to consider. But today we're also talking about when were you blessed to be a blessing, we have Clay Cox here with us, and we have Dr. Sonny Fox. And, Dr. Sonny, we know that you've got a story of when you set out to help somebody, and you turned out to be you got, you're the one who got the help.
0: Well, I'm sorry about the phone problems, but, you know, I'm from California here, and the, the state is broke, so all of our phones are running on propane or kerosene <laughs>
4: now.
0: <laughs> so I, I filled up the kerosene, and uh, I think we'll be okay. Well, one day I was coming home, and I noticed one of my neighbors down the road. The guy's about eighty years old, and he's trying to. He's got a wooden fence, and he's trying to hold this thing up and nail it in, and all that. So I just went home, got my tool belt, went back down there, with my electric drill and uh, and drywall screws, and I asked him if he needed any help. He said, "Yeah, I, I could use a little help." So, you know, we finished putting this fence back up. Well, on my property, I always tell you about we have tangerine trees and grapefruit trees and all that sort of stuff, but you can't have a garden on my property because we have these gophers up where I live, and they're little, little animals about eight inches below the surface, and they build these tunnels and eat all the roots of the of the vegetable garden. So, you know, I really miss the garden. I grew up in Virginia. We had a garden all the time. Anyway, I'm helping this guy with his fence, and he lives in a part of the uh, – on on this mountain we live on where he doesn't have gophers. And so I'm just shooting the breeze with him there, having a soda after we finish it, and uh, I'm telling him, you know, my gopher situation. He says, well, look, I got a big garden back here. I'm 80. You want to have half of it? You can put your garden down here. And so for the last five years, uh, I have a vegetable garden sharing, like sharecropping, with this guy down here because I stopped. To uh, to just help, just him, to with help him with it. The,
1: there you go. That's those are well, the kind my, of stuff. Also,
0: my father died uh, fifteen years ago, and this guy's about same age, same mannerisms, and he's filled that little bit of void in uh, my heart for missing my father. So he's kind of adopted me, and uh, he and yes, he knows what he was getting into adopting me. Um, <laughs> and,
1: yeah. Well,
0: uh... and, and I, he filled my heart. And uh, I have a vegetable garden, and and we just have a great time. We go to breakfast once a week now, and just by helping him put a fence up.
1: All right, and we've got to get to our appraisal by The Real Black Book. That's where we search the Bible for hidden treasure, cry out for discernment, lift up our voice for understanding. As I mentioned at the beginning of the show, there was one man who was going to bless God. You know, he took off like like Dr. Sonny was going to help. The man with his fence, well, this particular Bible character said, you know, I'm going to really, I'm going to help God out. <laughs> and it's really a fascinating story when you think about it, that King David actually, it, it came to pass, as if you read in Second Samuel 7, it says he was dwelling in a house and the Lord had given him rest from all his enemies. And King David said to Nathan the prophet, see, now I dwell in a house of cedar, but the ark of God dwells inside tent curtains. So Nathan said to the king, well, do whatever is in your heart, for the Lord is with you. Well, that night, Nathan had another discussion with God about this whole thing. (laughs) And he told Nathan quite a different story about what was for David. Now, it was in David's heart to bless God, but what did God turn back and tell David? And it's, it's interesting that what God said to David was, the Lord said, you wanted to make me a house, let me tell you, I'm going to make you a house. He said, also the Lord tells you that he will make you a house. When your days are fulfilled, you'll rest with your fathers, and I will set up your seed after you, and he'll come after your body and establish his kingdom. He shall build a house for my name, and it'll establish his throne and his kingdom forever. So David set out to build God a house, but interestingly, the Lord says to King David, no, 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 you don't understand. I'm going to make you a house. Now, I was trying to understand that story because I had to speak. Actually, last Sunday I had to speak at um, my Sunday school class, which is a special needs group. So I was trying to figure that one out. And I also had to speak to a men's group in Lexington. And both had said, well, you know, teach whatever the Lord puts on your house, well, I, on your heart. And I was studying this particular passage and quite honestly, I wasn't getting it. I didn't understand. And so I started praying before, you know, Sunday school. God, you're going to have to show me something. I'm missing it because I see where Solomon built this house. But you're talking about that this thing went on forever. And I and that's not really completely. I think I'm missing a big part of this story. So right in the middle of, while well, I think I'm going to help everybody out. All of a sudden, God turns on the light in my mind and shows me what the story really is about. And he starts out by reminding me of something I did on the radio. One time I had a chance to interview one of the kings in Nigeria. And that king in Nigeria had such a testimony, and i got to share that in order for you to understand the rest of the story. You see, this king in Nigeria grew up Muslim. In fact, he was one of the princes of of this part of Nigeria, so he had bodyguards all around him to make sure he didn't get infected by any of that Christian stuff. But one day he was coming through the square there at the market, and he hears these people singing, what will wash away my blood, my shame? What will wash away my sin? What was it, Bill? What will wash away my sin? I bet you can tell me. Nothing but the blood of Jesus. And so he hears this, and he can't get it out of it. The tune caught him. He said, you know, I, the tune was very catchy, and I didn't think about the words much at first. He said, but then the sirens went off, and we had to go to the temple to pray. And he said, when we go to the temple to pray, one of the first things we have to do is we have to wash. And so I went to wash. And as I'm washing there, I'm thinking, what will wash away my sin? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. And I have no clue what that means. I don't don't even know what the blood of Jesus is. How can I wash away my sin? And he said, now for the next three months, every time I go to the temple, every time I hear the siren, I got to go pray. Every time I stick my hands in the water, I'm thinking, what will wash away my sin?
3: The blood of Jesus.
1: Nothing but the blood of Jesus. So eventually he breaks away from his bodyguards one Sunday morning because he's got to find out what in the world is this blood of Jesus. And and he goes to one of the Christian churches in the area, guess what the pastor teaches that week? What will wash away my sin? <laughs> it's the blood of Jesus shed on the cross for you. So that you can have a right relationship with God. See, He paid the price for your sin by dying on the cross, and His blood will cleanse you. And once this Muslim prince understood that, he asked Jesus to come live, ask for forgiveness, asked Jesus to come live in his heart. And guess what? This little Muslim prince now was a Christian. So he comes home and he tells his parents, great news, I know what to wash away my sin, <laughs> nothing but the blood of Jesus. And they said, well, that's really nice. Now get out because we don't ever want to see you again because, you know, you're worse than an infidel because you've accepted Christianity. So they kick him out. Guess where he goes? A Christian missionary picks him up, and guess what they do? They disciple him for the next 20 years. Now let's not forget that he really is a prince of Nigeria. But his father's getting an older and older. In fact, his father gets to be 106. His father is also a prince of Nigeria. And so the king dies, and the way that they did it in this part of Nigeria, it went from family to family. So after the king and this other family died, then it fell to the family of my friend. And so his father should have been the king because he was the oldest male. But guess what? They have a law. Go think. If you're over 100, you can't be king. So guess who now is supposed to be king? This Christian, you know, infidel, and the father goes crazy. You can't make him king. He's a Christian, whatever. And the other family says, "No, you don't understand. This is tradition. It it, it it's bigger than religion. This man has to be king. It's he's the king. I don't care what religion he is." And so guess what? We now have in this part of Nigeria, we have a Christian king, and they celebrated Christmas this year for the first time. We did a show on A Place Missionaries Call Home. This is where I was involved with this interview. You've got you to gotta hear it at some point in time. It's, it's a podcast. It's called The King of Nigeria, where you would hear this story. But now, as I'm teaching these kids this story about King David, and I'm thinking, King, and all of a sudden, God reminds me, what will wash away my sin, Robbie? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. You see, yes, King Solomon may have built that temple in Jerusalem, But what God was telling King David is, I'm going to make your flesh and blood to be the temple of all time, because where does Jesus actually reside? He resides in the temple. Yeah, it's in your heart, and it's in my heart if you're a Christian, you see. And through the blood of Jesus, right, through this unbelievable gift, David set out to make God a house, and God used David's line to make a house for Christ forever, I mean, not I just, and, I, and as I'm teaching this, right, to my special needs group, all of a sudden God tells me this story, and I light up, and so I start showing, you know, I can sign Jesus, you know, by putting your finger in the middle of your palm, and I start sh- sh- signing this to my special needs guys, and, and they're walking around, and I'm saying, what will wash away your sin, and they're, and they're signing like crazy, and word praising God and whatever, and that night I went to that men's group in, 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 um, lexington and i was saying guys what will wash away your sin <laughs> nothing but the blood of jesus see god made david a house how cool is that when he uh had in, in first first started out to bless god dr Sonny, are you with me
0: i'm with you buddy the body is the temple of the lord first corinthians six nineteen and 20 he lives inside of us he's, he's his shed blood has uh, made us a temple
1: and believe it or not there's more Christian Car Guys show coming up because we haven't even heard from Clay. We haven't heard from you. When did God do that in your life? When did you go out to bless and you were blessed? 866-348-7884. Don't hold back. Call us. What? Is that your story this morning? I know that <laughs> it's more than amazing what God does with the power of the blood. And um, you know, we're just kind of sitting here humbled this morning by what God's doing, what God's doing through this ministry, through the Jesus' labor, of love, but through the blood, he changes all our souls and he's he's blessed so that that he can bless us it's an amazing thing and we we're here with Clay Cox with Cox Automotive but Clay I know in in your own life you you experienced a little of this
2: here recently and can you share that briefly Certainly uh first of all I'd like to say good morning to my wife and I hope that she's okay um, in her day to day so uh, yeah the things that are that are going on right now um you know I have several issues problems that That have arisen. And, uh, and those things have brought me back, brought me closer to God. Um, I've been on, been on my knees, you know, begging Him to take me back. And He has. And I asked Him to show me what, what can I do for Him? And, and I told Him, I said, you know, I'm stubborn, I'm hard headed. I guess sometimes you got to knock me down to get my attention. And He has. Um, the, uh, the one thing that I didn't know was going on in my church was my youth uh, group needed a male figure uh, to help them. And one of my passions is the youth. So uh, I went and talked to the director over the youth. She said, we need help tremendously. And I said, well, here I am. You know, I said, God has sent me here.
1: It's an amazing thing. When we fall on our knees, God has a place for us, and then we, we get our identity in Christ. And he's got a place for us in the body, and he's got a place for you, Clay. He's got a place for me. And apparently he had a place for Rachel, who's calling in. Rachel, tell us your story. You are blessed by your blessing.
4: Well, good morning. How are you?
1: I'm wonderful, as always. I hope you are.
4: I am. Thank you. Um, it's an interesting story. Hold on a minute. Uh, we can't. Um, interesting story. Um, I had a, a regimented you know, nine to five, whatever kind of job. And um, when I took the job, they were saying that there were maybe one or two Sundays during the year that we were required to work. And I typically like to keep my Sundays to praise and honor and worship God. But I needed a job, so I took Hey, Rachel, the job. can you get yes. a little
1: closer to your receiver? I, th- I think we're losing you.
4: Okay. So I took the job, and one moment. Is that better? Yes. Is that better? Yes.
1: So you took the job.
4: Okay. I took the job, and um, there was a communion Sunday, and we were a little later. We had an altar call. The altar call mostly was praying for me. When I got to work, I got a lot of friction about being a little late. And anyway, the Spirit convicted me that I shouldn't have a job working Sundays anyway. So I resigned my job. I didn't have another job. I just resigned my job on faith, and I had an insurance license, so I figured I was going to try to use it. I hadn't used it before, so I went to a facility thinking that I'm going to market myself to this facility. Um, They primarily dealt with seniors, and I was going to get into the senior market, and the woman interviewed me, and I was so excited. She told me that I was exactly what they needed, and they absolutely, positively wanted me, and that it would be volunteer. Wow. Okay. I'm like, no, I don't think that that's why I came here. That's what I was thinking. But when I opened my mouth to tell them that, my mouth said, okay, I'll do it. So anyway, I volunteered with them Um, financially. You know, that was not the greatest situation. However, over time, um, I wasn't able to work there anymore, not on my own, but something that they decided it was a conflict of interest. And anyway during that period of time because i volunteered i got to meet a lot of people got to help a lot of people well, rachel i hate this I gotta, but
1: we gotta go but it sounds like it's quite a story we're gonna pick it up well, again you're gonna to call back it, next week and we'll, and we'll get it i hate to cut of you off but we gotta go but rachel we do want to hear the rest of that story no doubt but we want to thank you all for listening to the christian car guys show remember we need volunteers if you want to be a blessing to others guess what i'm sure god's gonna bless you go to christiancarguy.com and click on that volunteer button and fill out that form for us remember slow down jesus walked everywhere he went got it all done in 33 years i want to thank my new producer dwight how cool is that i got a new producer and remember what clay knows what bill knows what dr sunny knows who we thank them all for being on the show you can't outgive god it can't be done you just can't even begin to do it and if you don't know about that blood i'm telling you there is nothing else that can wash away your sin. Thank you for listening to the Christian Cargo show.
0: You're listening to the Truth Network and truthnetwork.com.